Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie, and we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello, we're back. We're back, and we're tired. We are tired. <laughs> and why are we but. tired, Allie? Because we had a fundraiser last Saturday. And, and it was a huge success. It was. So we are kicking off, uh, hopefully relaxing in right. the next couple and weeks. I'm actually relaxing in Port- you, Portugal. I think you're in Portugal right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Right. How we can do this modern technology. I know. I it, know. I love it. We are well, magicians. I'm sure you're going to have a fabulous time i am so and well-deserved vacation Mm -hmm. and um and we'll see all the pictures later yes you will or on facebook or Or wherever you're gonna post it somewhere somewhere we've got the mayor's awards on the fourth so i will be attending that but you'll Mm -hmm. be in portugal Yes. So um, I'm looking forward to. Kristen will be there. There's some some great people were nominated. Yes. Uh, Amy Durazi gets excellence. My, of my the good art. friend Amy Durazi, who's mm-hmm. a fabulous performer, mm-hmm. and then um, Joss Benack got student excellence, who which won is, our uh, was awarded Jack Bannon scholarship right. from the Arts and Culture Alliance, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And then Dave and Sue Denton. Yes, as supporters of the arts. And then Nick Thor as educator right and the then of course our lovely Roberta Larson yes. is getting the let's see honorary the, no lifetime achievement lifetime award. achievement yes yeah, so which she deserves it's going to be a beautiful ceremony on October 4th I think you have to RSVP but I think usually you can just I don't think you have to RSVP they made they made me RSVP it's a lovely event I wonder why I had to RSVP because you were an award winner oh all right. Well, there you go. I'm special. They wanted to make sure you were there. The special people. That's right. You are well, special. Well, I feel special now. Yeah. She is special needs. <laughs> There's no doubt about that right now. That's how I feel right now. Anyway. anyway. Well, I'm excited that we have Bill Bosley here. Me too. Bill has been uh, performing in this area for a long time, mm-hmm. but I met him at Super One in Post Falls <laughs> you before did. he became big time. Big time. Welcome, Bill. Hey, yeah, good to be here. Thanks here. for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. So, Bill, tell us about yourself. I know. How did you go? How did you get into music? I got into music at a, a very early age, uh, I would say earlier than most I found out this later from my mom uh, when I was a baby you know most babies when they get up they kind of cry and you know I was waiting for their mom and dad or someone to come get them I, I would get up and sing that's how I woke up every morning wow. get up in my crib and sit there and start singing until oh, someone nice. came and got me so that's where it started I guess <laughs> um, so I, I guess I've been doing music from from the time I popped out I guess yeah. so um uh, but I didn't really, I didn't get my first guitar till I was uh, 15. That's what I started. Um, mm-hmm. I came from a musical family. My dad played guitar and mandolin in a bluegrass band. Oh, cool. Uh, I, was, I was born in Colorado, and he, uh, my dad was going to 
uh, CSU there in yeah. Collins, and so he uh-huh. my sister went a, there. Yeah, from Colorado, and he played Love a little uh, played in a little bluegrass band. So that's kind of how my first introduction to music was sitting around the backyard with banjos and fiddles and everything, just mm-hmm. going. I thought, yeah, this is music. You know, this mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And uh, I had a sister. Uh, I have two sisters. One's uh, ten years older. One's five years older. So it's kind of a five year gap between all of us. And mm-hmm. the the oldest one, she started playing guitar and was really good she was like my first influence i guess you could say you know someone that i was just like that's so cool you can make this noise out of this box um and the other sisters kind of dabbled a little bit but it was mostly just my um my sister my dad then we moved up here when i was uh, six years old and moved to post falls and um my sister played in a little group uh, like the i was a little all-girl group there's three of them and they sang you know just acoustic guitar and stuff and then um she would play little gigs at, uh back at the at cloud nine you remember that oh, yeah, yeah. In cloud North nine, Shore. yeah. Right? and um, so she would play there and um and then you know they moved away because they were older and stuff and then i was i was 15 i got my first guitar and was uh, one of those things i had like 200 bucks to my name and i uh, my dad was I was getting in a lot of trouble as 15 year old boys do <laughs> and I you know he was like you better figure out something to do with your you know with your life because you're headed in the wrong direction you know <laughs> and and I was like you know I really I really like music music has always been uh uh, like a, before there was safe spaces, you know, that was mm-hmm. my safe space. And mm-hmm. uh, we moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, my dad was an engineer, so he would, rather than work at like one spot where most engineers do for an engineering firm, he would work on a project and then move to another company, would move him to another oh, country yeah. or another, another state or something. So mm-hmm. I learned early on that you know there's a lot of things in life that aren't constant you know i didn't have those friends you know i'd make friends and then you know, six move. months later we'd move you know, right it was always frustrating and school you know, it was always frustrating and stuff so music was, was just that thing that you know no matter where i went in the world music was music and, right. and mm-hmm. i could always count on that to be like something that made me happy so mm-hmm. i was like that's what i want to do and so yeah i got my first guitar my dad bought it for me i didn't even get to pick it out but I was I knew <laughs> this is what I wanted to do and he took he took my last 200 bucks I had and came home with a guitar and I remember running outside he got off work and I ran outside like hey you got my guitar and he's like yeah and I remember sitting down with it took it inside and it was this Gibson <laughs> SG which is <laughs> is a nice guitar but yeah. it was uh, at the time in the late 80s you know all the guitars were like red and pink and stuff you know it's all like all that fancy stuff Mm -hmm. and i was like what is this you know this is like an old man guitar you know (laughs) and and now i actually own one not the same one but but uh i was like okay but i was like hey i sat down with it and it was just the first time i felt like this is what i'm gonna do this is my future you know Mm -hmm. this is and never look back from there and and i just started from there you know it was kind of frustrating first day because I was like all right cool I'm gonna start learning some songs and um and they my dad came in and was like hey we got to go to this prayer meeting or bible study or something like that and I was like oh, really I'm busy I'm, busy. I'm like uh, don't, I, I'm just gonna sit here and play this guitar and he's like no we don't trust you in the house by yourself you're coming with us so, so yeah that was my first day and uh I was very lucky I got a um a friend you probably know Greg Yort um 
from Black Happy. Um, before he was in Black Happy, we were in ninth grade. We had a couple classes together, um, and he taught me. He would write out songs when we were supposed to be learning Spanish or something. Right. He would write out these little songs on a piece of paper and give it to me, and he'd be like, "Okay, learn that." And mm -hmm. the first one was like. Uh, uh, Wipe out, you know that song? Yeah, and because that was good to get the fingers going. And yeah. then after that, it was it was all Metallica and you know Ozzy and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but that's right. how. So that's how I, I guess it got started. Was that the right? Yeah. So and, how did you end up in Coeur d'Alene? Uh, well, after we moved around a little bit, um, we came back to Coeur d'Alene permanently. I was in fifth grade, so I guess like t 10, 11 years old, and uh, we uh, moved to Dalton Gardens because it had a better school district, according to my parents. And so, <laughs> um, so yeah, then we uh, had a house there, and that's where I uh, lived until I graduated from school and went into the military. I went into the military oh. for four years right out of high school, and then mm -hmm. came back, and I had a little child, a little baby girl and been here ever since mm -hmm. so, oh wow so this has been home for yeah, about 45 years i guess now yeah so, um i mean even though we moved away this has always been home uh -huh. yeah i felt like you know which is weird as a musician you know it took me a long time to say this was this is home and this is where i want to live because you know as a as a musician you always everyone tells you you know you got to go somewhere else you know you got to right. go go to one of the big markets Seattle, mm -hmm. New York, LA. Uh, back then it was LA. The Seattle thing hadn't really taken off. And uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, then you get a little older, you know, and you realize oh, this is a pretty nice place to live. Yeah. If, I can make a li <laughs> if I can figure out how to make a living here, mm -hmm. then I'll do it, you yeah, know? Right. Or what better place to, to make a living playing, doing something you love. Mm, you know? Right, so. absolutely. So um, for a while, Super One was like your day job and then mm -hmm. you were doing music. And at some point you said, I'm ready to, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. you said, I'm ready to do this full time. Mm -hmm. And you did it. I did, yeah. Yeah, Super well, One was a, it was a great, I don't know if you remember, um, I was, I, I think I started, I was working there from 2000 to 2000 three or four mm -hmm. and that's where I uh, kind of came up with the whole Bill Bosley thing and mm -hmm. was like um, I needed something different a little something that I could just treat as like a band yeah. people ask me that a lot you know yeah. to come up with this and, <laughs> and it wasn't like my first choice but I w it was the only one that I googled that wasn't taken you know so <laughs> I came up with this and uh, the uh, I remember Super One um, that's where I did that Give Me the Mic contest. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. and, and that was like such a, it was kind of a, it, it was really special, but at the same time kind of frustrating because it was a, this music contest where you just go and sing and don't play guitar. I didn't like know what to do. And I, and I made it to the finals and was like really excited. It was a, a great experience. And I was so overwhelmed with the customers of Super One and that's kind of because they all kind of came together because there was a point at the end where you, you had to vote you know and, uh -huh. and they, mm -hmm. they all my customers that would come in would vote and that's where I really started my networking because I don't know if you got a CD but um, 
I, I got my site CD at Weinstein and Dine. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, my first before <laughs> that, I think I had a, this little like a demo that had like three or four songs on it, and I mm-hmm. would, I would, you know, I was doing it all by hand, burning them on my computer and printing out the stuff and cutting them out, and I'd mm-hmm. go to work every day with like fifteen or twenty CDs, and and all the customers that would come in and ask, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know, I'd be like, hey, this is my little CD. Check it out. Yeah. Tell me what you think. And and. Um, that was yeah my first uh, networking I was like I'm gonna make the most of this I mm-hmm. just started and actually Weinstein and Dine uh, funny you mentioned that that was one of the first gigs that was the first gig in Coeur d'Alene where uh, that they said you know hey we want you to play uh, a friend of mine Roxanne that was uh, on the board for that and she uh-huh. said hey the guy that we had you know dropped out or is not working out you know would you be interested in doing this and um that's 20 years ago. I've been doing it every year, um, wow. minus one year in the pandemic, I think, right. that made me do it. And uh, it's always been kind of my, it, you know, it's not a great uh, paying gig, but it's, uh, you know, you, you learn after several thousand gigs, you know, the, you, it's like, this is a special gig and it's, mm-hmm. it's helping my hometown, the Education Foundation. And, right. And it's always just, it's fun to, to go do that gig. And it's all, one of the first ones of the year in March, you know, so right. it's kind of like, hey, get your, start practicing, get yeah. your stuff together, you <laughs> right. know. And they're always been so nice. They always, you know, are very understanding because I try to bring a different, I usually bring different people every year mm-hmm. to try to make it interesting because I'm like, it's, why would people want to come hear me 20, 20 years in a row, you know? <laughs> and uh, this year we did the country band and... Um, I was there when, that you, was fun. when you invited Sean Owsley to play yeah, okay, with you. Okay, yeah, that yeah. Was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He always He's always great with the crowds, you know, and he's just a good guy. He's mm-hmm. I can't say enough good about that guy. You know, he's, he's just a good friend that, you know, one of those things, it's just the way music works. You just, you know, you ride the wave where it takes you and sometimes right. you don't know where it's going to take you. <laughs> and, and one day a friend calls me up and says, "Hey, I need a we need a guitar player and a keyboard guy." And I was like, "Hey, I got this keyboard guy." And I show up and it's it's Sean and his little band, you know, with these guys. And it's just been so fun. It's fun to see him grow and and to to finally be in a, a position where I can show somebody a couple of ropes, you know, and then uh-huh. they take it and they because a lot of you know you teach kids a lot of, a lot of times during the and they they just go, "Yeah, okay, that's great." But my mom's making me do this you know but with him it was like he was so hungry and just wanted to do it and see to see where he's taken it and to have the number one band in Spokane now is right. like it's wow great. I'm so proud I'm just like a proud daddy moment you know <laughs> even though we're like the same age it's funny but he'll understand hey y'all it's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters we are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster we are homegrown and we are local we love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in ArtCast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at TubbsCoffeeRoasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So you go by Bill Bosley, yes. but your real name is Andy. Yes, Andy Why? Stidham. Uh, well, my first, the first thing was uh, Andy Stidham didn't really have a, a good ring to it. It was hard to spell and pronounce and everything mm. like that. And uh, my first name is actually William, and Andy is my middle name. And so I, uh, I thought, well, I'll go with, I, I wanted something, this is going to sound totally corny, but... Um, <laughs> 
one of the first albums I was really into was Ozzy Osbourne, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I thought it was so cool how they would chant, you know, Ozzy, Ozzy, you know, when they were ready for it. And I was like, something like that. So I thought, Bosley, that's that's close. Bosley. Yeah. Oh. And, I was, and I was totally corny. And, uh, the, you know, I, I thought the whole first name, last name, having the same letter kind of, that's yeah. kind of a common thing, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, with people jack johnson you mm-hmm. know guys like that um and so i was like oh that's a good idea and I, like i said it wasn't my first choice i don't remember what my first choice was but it was the first one that i googled that wasn't taken yeah. and You're i like, thought that'll work oh, I'm, I'm gonna go with that and i needed <laughs> to I, I, another reason was you know for like business purposes and and if i ever like took this and and made something of it like on a national level that you know this would be my my thing and tax mm-hmm. purposes I could just kind of treat it like a band it just my band's name was Bill Bosley right you know? yeah um, so just kind of a joke and I plan on you know actually going and maybe taking this outside of Coeur d'Alene eventually mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of weird most people in town know me as Andy and so <laughs> uh, that part didn't work out but that's just the way it works sometimes in this business yeah. you know and I'm, so I just go with it and it's kind of mm-hmm. it, it's when people call me on the phone and they say hey is this Bill then I know to, to put on my my professional voice right you know, my right, right. Voice and be like yes this is Bill <laughs> and instead of hey what's up you know it's Andy right. you know yeah <laughs> so that's it has its ups and downs you know so yeah, just roll sure. with it. <laughs> oh, so well, long. I think that's really interesting. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. other, what, what was the first band you were with? And I know you were with your Rhythm Dogs and what, name some of the bands you've played um, besides I, Bill you know, Bosley. I can't remember, I don't know if I'd have to think pretty hard about the very first band. Um, I, I guess the first real band I started in was after I joined the military, I was 19 when I when I got and mm-hmm. I was shipped over to to Germany of all places and um, met some guys right off the bat that we got along really good and you don't have a lot of people to choose from because bases in Germany are very small it's like yeah. kind of like the NIC campus size yeah not like in America where they're like these sprawling cities giant you know? yeah and so I uh, I met some guys right off the bat, and we we uh, you know got a little band going, and and of course that's always frustrating because uh, you you get a band, and then someone gets shipped off. You yeah. Know? So you start another band, but New it was band. a great experience for me because I got I played with the first band I was in was kind of a, a hard rock. Uh, cover band you know we wrote some songs and stuff too but um i think our the name of our band was dashboard mary named after those little <laughs> virgin marys that people put on a dashboard yeah and uh and then we and then i played in a couple r&b bands with uh, where i was like the only white guy and i think they were just using me because i was <laughs> i had a practice room which was very hard to come by and so oh, yeah they were like yeah let's let this little, little white guy play in our band you know and it was great experience because i was like oh this is neat is r&b music is mm-hmm. totally different yeah know, back here in the states and my all my friends we were all you know metal heads that's all we listened to you know if mm-hmm. you straight outside it was like hey what are you doing you right. know <laughs> that's not you know that doesn't have double bass in it so you can't <laughs> listen to it and I, so I quickly realized that, so uh, then I um, I got out of there came back home kind of went into my getting back into writing music and stuff I played in a little band called Trip that was a local band around here mm-hmm. a little three piece band and we played all the little 
the Cove Bowl and some of the other little you mm-hmm. know places around here. And that was yeah. a, that was a Cove, you remember Cove the Cove Bowl? Bowl? Yeah. Oh yeah, with Shut. Nella Fluent and all those guys. We yeah. used to play a lot of shows with Nella That's Fluent and so um, did that for a while. And then that uh, fizzled out. I went back to I always go back to writing my own stuff and mm-hmm. kind of always my backup plan. And then. Um, yeah, so I guess more recently, um, played with uh, Colby Acuff. Um, oh, really? You know, like that kid who's oh, just yeah. doing great doing things. Really I'm well. so proud of him. He was his first little band that he got. We were playing the Eagles and stuff like that. Right. We were called the Saddle Tramps, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we were, so we'd play with him. And I was so proud of that kid because I recorded. I, I had a little studio for a while, and he came down with his mom and I'd known his dad for a long time back from when I was a kid shooting skeet of all things uh-huh. and uh, that was my first job was a puller at the ski club and so anyways his mom came down and re- he recorded Wagon Wheel and uh, I was like oh this is so cool this kid's got some talent you know he could go yeah. somewhere if he really sticks with it and so luckily he did and uh, I was like so happy when he got a little band together I was like yeah well, I'll play in your little band with you and help you get going and yeah. and he kind of quit for a while and went down to college and then put together a band and now he's just got signed to Sony so I'm like oh, I, I, couldn't know, be, right? I couldn't be happier for the kid yeah. it's yeah. funny his mom and dad are still good friends of mine I, I play the Heidi's the the Fernand uh, yeah, mayor, yeah. and so yeah, I, we I play there. To Heidi. Yeah, we just interviewed her. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's so, yeah, just great. Yeah, great. so she's she's always been a big supporter, and mm-hmm. um, so yeah, them. And then I played with uh, Sean Housley for a while, and, mm-hmm. and we had a little band called the Blue Mustangs, mm-hmm. and that was a, another great experience because it was older music we play he was he's a big like elvis fan and oh wow you know, james brown and sam cook all these guys that i you know should have listened to but i never really did and so mm-hmm. he was kind of forced you into it and mm-hmm. and it was just great uh working with that guy and and getting to meet someone that i've been watching on the news for right. you know woke yeah. up every morning and you always wonder you know like yeah. what are these people like what do <laughs> yeah, they like right. away oh and the newscaster yeah yeah because i'm like i know that name wait a minute yeah. yeah, and then Pastor. I just okay, right? I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like, why do you know that name? Yeah, pleasant surprise. I mean, he yeah. wound up being like the coolest guy, you know. That awesome. you're just like, wow, this is so nice. And he and I are like brothers now. And oh, fact, that's I'm fun. Buying an amp from him tomorrow, and so oh, wow. we were always we have this little competition with the guitars and stuff. You know, we're always <laughs> always buying new stuff, and like, yeah, it's just funny. So yeah, I played with him for a while. Um, and then, uh, yeah, most recently, the Rhythm Dogs, um, playing with those guys who I've always looked up to. Uh, you know, Jim was a teacher of mine in seventh mm-hmm. grade, so mm-hmm. he was a cool teacher. And uh, when it came, he and I were kind of playing. He'd been playing with me on some of my solo gigs. So he would just kind of join in. We uh-huh. had another guy that played drums, and we still do that. We have like a little the Bill Bosley Trio, and we do some gigs around mostly farmers markets and things like that. Right. But, yeah. But. Uh, Who's in, dogs, the Bill, who's in the Bill Bosley trio? It's me and Jim Leon and Brian Mahoney. He oh, plays okay. drums. Uh, okay. And he's also the drummer in the Rhythm Dogs. So it's kind of like half the Rhythm Dogs. Right. You know, right. You I can't afford you. the whole <laughs> full band. You, you can just get us. You just have you know, a part of it. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bite size version. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of fun because you know, sometimes you have a little more freedom to, to yeah. branch out a little bit. You know, with yeah. a full band when there's six or seven people, you all kind of got to be rigid to yeah. make sure you yes. stay. 
mm. you know, together. And so that's a lot of fun. We have a we have a blast playing together, all of us. And the Rhythm Dogs, I've always looked up to those guys because they've been around for 35 years. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And some of my favorite uh, you know, musicians in town played with them. And um, so when I when that opportunity came about, I've just been happy ever since. It's And it's a, it's a lot of fun. I, I love playing with those guys. So I look forward to every gig with those guys oh, i wish we played awesome. twice as many as what we did you know yeah, right. but, it, but it keeps it fresh and it's a and we're all just good friends so it's it's nice to play in a band when you have people that you respect and, and you know, right. everything works really good and and when it does it's just a beautiful thing you know you yeah really look forward to it it's not uh, right because bands can be a little bit of a, a hassle you know sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. you get you get a couple bad apples in there a couple and of just, egos can ruin right, yeah, right, a good right, band right. yeah so yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about what is this? You opened for Eddie Vedder? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I'm just curious. How did you that know, this happen? Is, this is kind of funny because we um, actually drove to the coast and talked to a driftwood artist there. Uh-huh. And he is friends with Eddie Vedder. Oh. And we kind of talked about Eddie Vedder there. And he made a driftwood yeah. chair for Eddie. And, huh. and now like you've opened for him. It's kind of like yeah. full circle. Yeah. Eddie Vedder. Again. It's Eddie Vedder week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's definitely been a highlight of my summer. Yeah. Um, that, well, I, you know, for that, I got to give you a little backstory. Yeah. Um, back when I, when I was in the military, you know, backing up, I, I, I just wanted to play guitar. That was my thing. I, I learned to sing in choir. Had had great uh, experience with that. One of the, mm-hmm. my teachers was one of her other guests, uh, Julie Powell. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, her first Julie. year teaching was at Coeur d'Alene High School. She yeah. was uh, replacing Mrs. Terhark, who uh-huh. was an amazing teacher. And, um, you know, choir is, is one thing uh, when you, you know, you I sang low bass and that was the first thing I realized was I got this low voice and so all the singers I wanted you know my favorite singers were all like you know and 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 I'm like I'm just I'm fine with just singing a harmony here and there but (laughs) I I play guitar and and uh, I was fine with that and then I when I was in the military that uh, was 91 92 and if you remember that's when the Seattle scene kind of blew up oh, yeah. and uh, I'd already been like a big fan of Nirvana and Soundgarden and uh, you know I wanted to sing like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden mm-hmm. but nobody can really sing like that guy because he's yeah. the, you know and I was just like eh, if I can't sing like that guy I don't want to sing you know because he's like the, the man and mm-hmm. uh, so then this band Pearl Jam came along and mm-hmm. I was like singing along you know we'd listen to their stuff we played some of their their music in my band and I was like this guy's got a low kind of a baritone voice mm-hmm. kind of like me and I was like I could you know I could I can kind of hit some of those notes and uh, it just happened to a friend of mine one of my buddies that uh, it was in my platoon he drug me out and he's like hey you play in a band let's go let's go sing karaoke and I was like I was like man I can't <laughs> sing if you heard my voice you know I'm like uh, he's like well just come out it'll be fun and maybe well you know maybe you'll sing if you want but you know it's a lot of fun I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've never done it before so we go out and uh you know a few beers in i'm like all right give me the damn book you know the big book with all the (laughs) songs and i'm like looking through it and i i found two songs one was uh elton john uh 
uh, your song by Elton John. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Popular one of his first big hits, and the other one was Black by Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could, you know, I'll give this a, a shot. And so I sang the Elton John one, but that one's kind of, it's kind of just kind of flat, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't really go in a lot of places, but it's a great song. Yeah. And then came the the Pearl Jam song, and it started out, you know, it starts, I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but it starts really quiet, you know, and then it just like slowly grows to this Mm -hmm. massive crescendo. And I was, so I just like took the mic and I'm standing in front of these people, all these strangers. And I remember, I remember going, like, I didn't answer, ask any of my band members to go because I was like, I don't want people to hear me sing because it's yeah. probably going to be pretty bad. <laughs> and so I started singing this song and, and I'm just in my own little world. My eyes are closed and I'm singing the song and about halfway through, I kind of look up and, and opened one of my eyes and I, you know the crowd was like look staring at me you know and I was like oh man I'm like there's cool. only two reasons you know why people stare at either yeah. it's because it's like a train wreck and they don't want to stop watching right, it yeah. or because it's decent you know yeah. it's pretty good and and so I just like closed my eyes and like and got into the song and you know closed off everyone and started you know getting into this song and it's not one of those songs where you you just kind of you can't like um can't half-ass it you know what I mean you you gotta you (laughs) gotta go for it and so I was going for it and I it was like an out-of-body experience I mean I like you know I'm like floating above everyone just like getting into this song Uh and then it kind of trails off you know then the ending and I I stop and like the crowd was just like what the hell you know I mean like half the crowd was like standing ovation I'm like this is karaoke I'm like this is kind of fun you know (laughs) And, and my friend, yeah. so my friend was like, dude, you got that guy, you know, you can do that. And, and for, as an artist, you know, you, you kind of need, I mean, you, what gets you into something is kind of your own uh, motivation. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, I'm kind of into that. Let me give it a shot. But what kind of keeps you going is those other people that say, hey, you're on the right track here. Right, you know? right. exactly. And for me, it was Eddie Vedder. It was mm-hmm. like, it gave me that impetus to try other things and try to branch mm-hmm. out a little bit. Uh-huh. And, and I, I remember going home and just thinking, this is a new thing. You know, this is this is a whole nother part of my life that I better... I can do something with, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, with because with the guitar, you just you put your fingers down in the right spots and it makes the noise. And you know, if you got the right pedals and the right guitar, it sounds cool. But you kind of know where it's going to go. But with singing, it's it, a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're like all because one, that's what people listen to most of the time, mm-hmm. you know, unless they're guitar players sitting in the back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no mistake there, dude. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah. the same thing, you know, it's like, oh, the girls actually listen to that stuff. And yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool. And I was like, this is a, yeah, it gave me this whole new, like, oh boy, you know, this is a, a new chapter in my musical journey here and that I never really planned on. It was a pleasant thing. And so here, I, you know, 30 years later, I learned a lot of this guy's music over the years because it's always kind of been my fallback of, you know, something I can do that was decent. I know mm-hmm. I could copy that guy and, and do pretty good. And it gave me the confidence that it's okay to sing low and have a mm-hmm. lower voice. You, you don't have to sound like everyone else. Right. And so when the, when the, the way I got the gig, it was just kind of one of those 
strange things that I'll never know how it happened. <laughs> it, um, my, my wife is a, um, a tennis instructor out of Black Rock, and mm -hmm. she gets the email blasts, and they were one of oh, the sponsors yeah. of it. And she, she comes in the room one day. I was getting ready to go to the studio, and she comes in, and she's like, she's like, hey, check this out. You know, she shows me this, and she's like, you know that big cancer fundraiser they have every year? She's like, look who's coming this year. And I'm like, oh. Oh. I'm like, Eddie Vedder. I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude's coming to my town. This guy who's, you know, I, I owe a lot of my career to this guy. And, mm -hmm. and uh, how much are tickets? You know, oh, they're only $4,000 a piece. And oh I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was like the first time in my life right. that I was like, Oh. Uh, I wish I had a little more money a in my bank account, you know. Like, man, I was just like, I wonder if he's got anyone opening for him. And I was like thinking, well, I play a lot of gigs for the resort, and and maybe I could make a phone call or something. Yeah. But I didn't know, and I had to get to the studio, so I just kind of dropped it and just kind of put it out there, like dang it you know this guy's mm -hmm. coming to my town how cool is that but dang i wish i could go to it you know yeah and i go to the studio and like three or four hours later i come out i check my email and there's an email from the food and beverage director tambi at the resort and she's like hey can you uh she didn't say can you open for eddie vetter she said hey can you play this event the showcase event and open it up for us and i was like looking at the date and You're i'm like, like hmm. i'm like uh gosh, I think that's the same date, you know, that, that Mary just showed me on this flyer thing. Mm -hmm. And so I call, call my wife up. I'm like, Hey, what was the date on that? And, and <laughs> where was it at again? And she's like, yeah, on the 28th uh, at seven o'clock or whatever. And I was like, I think I just got the opening gig for Eddie. And, and, she, and she like screamed and I just like lost it. Started bawling all the way home oh, from the studio. Just like, I can't believe awesome. this is, ha this is like really coming yeah, true yeah. and and so I get back to her and I'm like uh, yeah I'll do this is this the gig I think it is you know and she's like yeah we got to kind of keep it on the down low yeah. and so I said okay and she's like what is your fee going to be and I like well what do, what do I ask for for something like this and yeah. I said, so I just said all right I'll tell you what I'll do it for free if you can just get me to in front of him for two minutes to sign my guitar or something like oh, that yeah. and and just to say thank you you know mm -hmm. and so she's like ah oh, i don't know i can't you know i'm i, I can't guarantee not even talk i can't guarantee anything it just right. kinda, but i'll get you in front of the right people mm -hmm. that can make that happen and i said that's fair fair enough mm -hmm. i'll take that and so day of the show comes up and i get there like way early you know to set up my stuff and i was had it all ready to go and um he, I was like down below on the down below on the little terrace where people come off the boats and they come up there and have a drink uh -huh. and then they come up and we eat at the big uh, in the event center and then he's gonna his big stage was outside and so I got all my stuff set up she calls me up the food and beverage lady she's like hey he's up here now would be a good time uh, to bring your guitar and maybe he'll sign it and I said okay cool so I go get my guitar. I set it right next to the stage on the, off these little steps. And I'm standing there like a little fanboy, you know, like, Ooh, 
was up there doing the sound check, which was so cool. Because to me, I didn't go to school to learn music. I learned everything from just watching people. Mm -hmm. and, and to see someone, a pro like that, like do his sound check. And I was just thinking he was just going to strum his guitar for an hour and do it. But he, yeah. like, he like had a, a an amazing show with all these different guitars and mandolins and ukuleles and mm. organ and uh -huh. all this stuff. And I was like wow this is so cool to watch this guy and and i'm like the only one watching everyone else is busy hooking up cables and you know yeah. getting their stuff ready yeah. and i'm just like standing there in heaven just like oh this is so cool uh -huh. i hope i can meet him and and i'm there for like you know two minutes and the security guy comes up he's like hey what are you doing man and i was like uh explained to him i said hey i'm the opener guy they didn't tell you about me and she's like no yeah. and, and i was like ah, here's the deal i oh, said you shoot. know my, my mom's dying of cancer right now and i i cleared my schedule just to do this show for free because eddie's like my hero and i and i just want to meet him and have him sign my guitar if i could have him please do that that's all i want i'm you know and he's like all right hold on so he goes and calls the lady He's like, who's this Bill Bosley guy? You know, because I'm about to have him removed from the premises, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's like, no, 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 no. He does a lot of events for us. He's a local guy. He just happens to be a big, huge fan and just wants to meet Eddie. And um, could you, you know, maybe have, help me out with this? And he's like, okay. So he's legit. You know, he's not some crazy fanboy yeah. who's going to yeah. start, you know, wanting to make out with Eddie if he goes <laughs> on stage. And she's like, I'm pretty sure no, but, you know, but I know this guy pretty well because I do a lot of events down there. And so she's, uh, uh, so he leads me into the, he's finishing up his sound check and he, he his little green room was back like where the brides and stuff get, get ready there. Yeah, yeah. At the, and so he leads me back there like kind of close to it and then uh there's some other people in front of me that had uh, with the benefit that had to get some stuff signed and everything mm -hmm. so he um finally he's like all right grab your guitar and come back here you know and and i go back in the back and there's like two dressing rooms a little bit a big one and a little one and he's like we go back to the little one and there's just eddie sitting there at this little table and he comes he's like Bill Bosley, meet Eddie Vedder. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> I had like lost it because it was like, here he is like in person, you know? Uh -huh. And and so we got to talking and chatting and, and he was just like the nicest guy in the world. And I just it, we got to talking about all kinds of things. And my dad has passed away in, in April and we got to talking about that and mandolins. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And so he's like, hey, you got your guitar? What's, uh, what's up with this? I said, well... I said, would you sign my guitar? You know, I, this would, it would mean a lot to me if you would, you know, autograph it for me. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's a nice guitar. You know, I don't want to ruin that, you know? Yeah. And I said, I said, dude, it's okay. I said, you got to realize something. I said, I've, this guitar has been my main guitar for like 10 years, and which, you know, I play a lot of gigs. So it's got over a thousand gigs that I've played on this. And almost every one of those gigs, I've played one of your songs. And, so this guitar uh, with your music has brought a lot of smiles to a lot of people and it would just mean a lot to me for you to sign it because after this show, I, I want to retire it and, and just hang it up on my wall in a case. Yeah. And you're, you know, it's not something I'm, I'm doing so I can sell it or anything like that. This is in my will to my daughter, you know, and uh, she's yeah. a big fan of yours. We used to sing your music, you know, around the campfire. and. Um, so just, you know, that would mean a lot to me. So he sat down, which I brought the guitar today, by the way, to look at it. Oh, 
yeah, he sits down, he starts drawing these little waves and everything on it. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> but go, right. keep going, you know, I didn't know where this was going, you know, and he, and I come to find out that's kind of his signature as he draws a wave and cause he's a big surfer guy. Oh, and so, uh, but he drew a money, he drew three waves. So I was like, ooh, ooh this is really cool. That's pretty rare. And and then he wrote a little lyric, one of the lyrics of uh, from one of his songs. Uh, it's called uh, Ride the Wave. It's not the name of the song, but it's one of the lyrics from it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is my... My one of my mantras of, of life, you know, ride yeah. that wave where it takes you because you can right. plan things out all you want, but yeah. you just never know. You can't, I, you right. know, if I had to plan my music career out at 15, I would have never dreamed that this is where I would be making yeah. my living and doing, you know, my dream was the Metallica was going to show up in front of my house and be like, hey, you know, all our songs, get in the, <laughs> right. uh, get in the bus, dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and that didn't work out. So yeah. <laughs> here I am in Coeur d'Alene and he's like signing my guitar. We got to, we got to chatting, and then I was like, "Hey, I got to do my sound check because I couldn't do my sound check because the power wasn't hooked up." And so oh. he's like, "All right, we'll get down there." I had like ten minutes before my show was supposed to start. And he's like, "Oh, you're gonna play that guitar?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play that." And and uh, he gave me a handful of guitar picks, which you know, for a guitar player, that's like a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. to get some picks. And he gave me, he's like, "Give some to your daughter and you know your friends and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! What a nice guy, you know." And he's like, "Get down there and crush it! I want to be listening, you know." And I said, "Okay, no pressure, you know." So I was still like, it wasn't even in my clothes. I had to like run, you know, down below. And Mary's like, "Did you meet? Did you get to talk to him? Did you talk to him?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just changed my clothes." And and so I dropped off my stuff and I'm like, "Get that." guitar out and put it in the rack you know I'll be right back and she I come down and she's like oh my gosh I can't believe you did this you know on your guitar it's just so cool and so I played my little my little show down there it was like an hour opening slot and mm-hmm. it was so I mean that's great. yeah an hour yeah and it was like boats are out there listening and uh-huh, I was cool. like this is just the coolest thing and he might be listening up there who knows you know so yeah um I get down with my my set and then we we're all going to go up and eat and they had this you know big massive buffet you know for everyone there because there was all the all the stars and sports people there yeah, and stuff yeah. and we, who i didn't know hardly any of them i recognized like one one or two guys I was like i think i've seen that guy on tv but yeah that's not really my thing you know and so all i was like i'm gonna see eddie in a few minutes do a personal little show for like less than a thousand people i mean that's right. like mm-hmm. really cool and i got in for free yeah, right. <laughs> and my wife i got her in too which yeah. was that which uh-huh. was made it extra special because sure, you know yeah. it's nice to have someone to share these memories and you know otherwise she probably wouldn't have believed me you know yeah. about, you know, this stuff right. and and so we're like in the middle of eating and i was walking across the room to get a drink and my phone i noticed because my phone, I turned it off because of the when I'm playing, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't want to go off. And so I look at my phone, and there's like a bunch of phone calls from the food and beverage person. I'm like, what is she trying to get a hold of yeah. me for? You know? And so I answer, she's like, where are you? You need to get to the green room, like right now. And I was like, uh-huh. okay. Um, <laughs> she's like, Eddie wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay. So I, I go uh, back to the green room area, and the bouncer or the, the security guy who we we're like, chums now yeah. he's like get back here bill and so he, he takes me back and and this time he's in the big green room you know and there's like you know it's food and stuff out and yeah. he's, he's just by himself it's just you know he's he's like comes in he's like hey how was your how was your show you know your set and i was like 
I crushed it, dude. Just like you said, you know, I'm like, <laughs> it was awesome. He's like, that was cool. Which I thought was cool. You know, that yeah. he asked at least, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, he's like, Hey, you know, uh, rocking in the free world from, uh, Neil Young. I said, do I? I'm like, dude, I've been playing that song ever since I watched you play it in 93 or 94 with it, with Neil Young on the <laughs> Video Music Awards. I remember uh-huh. we all, like our whole band ganged up around our one TV because in, <laughs> in Germany you only have like one station. Oh, yeah. oh, and right. it was like, we all ganged up and, and we're watching him and I remember watching it like, oh, that's so cool. You know, he's getting jammed with like his idol, Neil Young, which Pearl Jam back Neil Young up on a tour for a while uh-huh. back then. Did you go that? Yeah, Mirrorball. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, I know that song. I, I'm like, and he was like, wow, that's so cool. You remember that show? And he's, that was a special night. I said, yeah, I bet. I'm like, this is kind of a special night for me, you know? And, yeah. he, and he's like, so you want to play it with me and close the show out? And I was well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, know. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, I think I can fit you in there. And so, so I'm like, oh, what do I do? So he's writing down his set list and finishing it up, you know, by hand. And he's like, okay, how do you say your name and everything? And how do you spell it and everything? And, and uh, he, I was like, oh, yeah. And so do I play one of my guitars? He's like, well, you can play one of mine if you want. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. That'd be cool. I won't you know, make an exception on this. I kind of like mine, but I'm sure you got some decent stuff. You know? So, yeah, so he's like, yeah, after, the, after this song, uh, Big Hot Sun, um, after that, that's when we'll call you up and, and he'll get you up there and, and you do the song with me. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So then, so we went out and I had to like kind of keep it like, secret for the people that oh. we were talking with and stuff mm-hmm. but I told Mary uh, and she, I'm like you're not going to believe this you know and, and so the, we go out and watch the show which was just amazing and then the you know, big hot sun comes up and I'm like oh gosh this is it you know and, and I'm, like, I'm watching the security guard you know like over there like a little puppy you know like oh and he just kind of gives me the gives me one little finger you know because I was like waiting right by the side and I go running back there I'm like I'm ready and so I go around and, and the, the I had a little guitar tech guy that was, you know, he was like, yeah, everything's up there ready. You want a microphone? I was like, oh, he didn't say anything about singing, but why not, you know? So he, he went up there and got everything all ready. And then Eddie did like this big, long intro that was just, I thought was just the sweetest thing. He, he wasn't just like, hey, we got a special guest, uh, you know, some Bill guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, he was like, you know, this is the guy I met before the show. He, he, he opened the show for uh, Down Below. You guys probably heard him as you're walking up. And uh, he's lived here his 45 years, which is probably all his life which I thought was cool because I'm 50 yeah. I was like yeah not five years off of that and <laughs> I'll take it and he uh, uh, so yeah and so I, I get up there and I mean he mentioned something about you know apparently my band has had a, a big influence on his, his career and stuff so I'd like to have him join me for this last song and so we get up there and I, you know everything was ready to go I was like this is so cool everything's ready you know I don't have to plug anything up or tune anything yeah. this is so nice and and he's like, all right, you ready? And and we like just locked in. Like, it's funny. If you watch the video, it's on YouTube. And, and oh, he's, well, yeah. we're going to have to. We'll put a yeah. link to that. And you can see our, our legs. I mean, we're like, like, you know, like we're like two dancers that 
Britney Spears concert, you know, <laughs> just like totally in sync, like just jamming, like we'd been playing forever. Oh, and I was like, great. oh, this is so cool. And, I, and, and I'm just looking like, ah, this is Eddie over here, you know, and, and we're playing with him. And he looks at me, he's like, hey, you want to take the second verse? And I was like, Okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're playing, you know, this is how we're playing. And I was like, oh, I can't remember the words. Uh, yeah. And I have a song I've played like a million times. And I'm like, I can't remember the words. And he's like, oh, I got it. And so he goes and he sings the next verse. And I was like, I'll take the third one. And because I could remember the words to that verse for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we're going, I do the third verse. And actually, I messed up a line in that. But he kind of got me back, steered me right yeah, on the right, right track again. And we sang it and it was just it was beautiful we had this big long finale where he's just like calling out these chords and and we're just like playing like we'd done it a million times it was just the weirdest thing it was like of all the people you know i've jammed with sometimes it's just like pulling teeth it's painful but yeah. him it was like i felt you know and i've wow. watched him so many times play that i was just like i i I was meant to do this for this moment, oh, you know, and it was so just really, I mean, it was just a special thing, you know, and, and, um, it was the weirdest thing was I've never had like so many cameras in my face, oh, you know, yeah. it was really, that was the first thing like, Oh, this is really happening. It, you know, like normally at my shows, I'll have like one person kind of off in the corner, you know, kind of <laughs> nonchalantly filming, you know, once, but this was like a hundred phones, like all in my face. I'm like, Ooh, I better not mess up. And so yeah. I, of course I messed up. So, but it was it was uh, it was just a really cool, real you know one of those things. I'm still pinching myself. You yeah. know, Almost two months later, I guess it's been, and yeah. I still like. I'm going, what so are the this chances? just happened like two months ago. Yeah, July wow. 28th. Yeah. Oh, that wow. is so awesome. Yeah. That is great. Oh, I love that. What a great story and a great memory for you. Oh, yeah. You know, I I can't. He was the nicest guy. I mean, you know, they say sometimes they don't meet your heroes. And yeah. and I've, I've opened for, you know, Stephen Marley when he came to town. Mm-hmm. And a couple of, when I was in the country band. Oh, that was another band I was in. I was in the Ryan Larson band. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Jam Shack. <laughs> I forgot all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, all these good bands. Yeah, the... Um, that I played in and we had, so I've opened for some big names over the years and but he was like the one that I never thought in a million years you yeah. know and it's like I, 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 to me it was just an honor to, to say thank you you know yeah. for someone because it's not often you you know I have tons of guitar heroes and and songwriting heroes and all kinds of people that I look up to mm-hmm. and I'll never get a chance to say thanks you know yeah. and, and let them know what an impact they had on my life you know mm-hmm. and then for, for to be able to say that and for him to get it you know yeah. it's like he got it he, he, under- he understood because I was like on the verge of tears the whole time like <laughs> I don't even know what to say dude you know you're such a nice guy and he was just like That's he awesome. got it you know yeah. and, and and the, he didn't have to do that what he did you no, know and right. say come up and play with me you know and do that and it was it was just a, like one of those things that you're just like how did this happen you know uh-huh. and and it was meant to be you know and I didn't have to make any phone calls it just dropped in my lap you know yeah. Yeah. and of all the people in town that it dropped in it happened to be the guy that just because I'm not the best musician in town I'm not you know not the best singer it just happens to you know happen to yeah, uh, one of those things. You know, like I right. said, I'll be I'll be shaking my head on this one for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. You know, with a smile. You know, right. because it was a great experience. You right. know? Yeah, that's but. great. So wow, that that's was a great story, an amazing story. <laughs> I feel the joy from across the oh. table. That's oh. amazing. Oh. Amazing. I know. 
So I know. Follow that. I know. How? What's coming up with? What's coming yeah. up for you? Uh, well, it's you know it's time of year when things kind of slow down a little bit. So sure. I'm at this time of year. I always do a bunch of shows out at Green Bluff uh, at Seamers Farm. Uh-huh. Uh, can patch out there. Oh so, yeah. Uh, I've got I think four shows out there. Two of them are this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, by the time this airs, probably yeah, I'll be past that. But I got right. a couple in October. Um, right, uh-huh. You can find my gigs at uh, BillBosley.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure you spell it right: B-O-Z-L-Y. Um, com and that has usually my schedule on it. Most of my stuff this year uh, has been private stuff. That's what I typically make my bread and butter off of. So, oh, okay. Um, you can always book me for your private party if you really want to hear me that, mm-hmm. that there bad. There you go. Um, so I do a lot of that. Um, after playing, you know, years and years, of, of, I used to do 200 plus gigs a year. And <laughs> so it, it, I just kind of got burnt out on doing that. So oh, I yeah. like doing the... Uh, private stuff is great. Sure. I've got weddings, you know, do I do all kinds of things like that. But um, uh, as far as that, what's coming up? I got two um, albums that are I'm working on. I got the music for. I just came from the studio today, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm working on those. One's going to be an acoustic album, which people have been asking for a long time because nice. both my my two albums before this uh, remedial melodies and um, turning corners were both like with a full band because I mm-hmm. and I play all the instruments in the band it's just one of those things Prince is a huge influence and in how mm-hmm. he plays everything I always mm-hmm. wanted to do that and so it's it's a lot of fun doing that but people are like hey I see you play by yourself and then I hear this you know I'd like to hear just some acoustic stuff and yeah. I got so I kind of separated all the music I've been writing over the last few years into acoustic and then electric so I'm gonna do acoustic get that out of the way I'm really excited about that just to kind of keep it organic and and you know stuff that's a little percussion instead of big production and then nice. the, element, the second one's going to be a little bit bigger production but still um, pretty uh, what I'd like to eventually do as far as the future goes is start playing more original stuff and I'd like to find a, vid- a venue around here that that I could do like a showcase at have an opener to help some of the new people coming up to you know do their thing and but turn it into a, a regular, maybe weekly thing, like Live After Five, but Live After Five ends, you know, every year, and, mm-hmm. and people are like, what do I do? And, you know, yeah. right. Coeur d'Alene's not the small town that it was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. as right. you guys probably noticed. And so I think there's a little, there's more of an audience, you know, to and people are willing to come from Spokane, Post Falls, which is all grown, Liberty Lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all one big, huge town now, pretty right. much. So yeah. I'd like to find a, a way to, to help just people express because I know a lot of the, the the local musicians a lot of them write songs there's just not a venue to play it at sure. you know that's mm-hmm. not some uh, th- that's a nice place where people can come and they can in- invite that's not a bar a bit you know basically that people can come and, and bring their families and have a two hour show of mm-hmm. some good music and listen to some quality stuff in a nice clean environment yeah and and not charge a you know hundred dollars for yeah, you right. know for these things keep it reasonable so <laughs> that it's like a a movie, you know, like yeah. see movie, except you're going to support someone that is local that really mm-hmm. makes a difference in their lives. I mean, I to 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 say that I've been a musician for 15 years and that's been my only job for 15 years, like blows me away. And a lot of people are like, "How do you you do this?" And and I I do it just by 
constantly trying to reinvent myself and try something new and not just sure. say, hey, this is what everyone else is doing. I'm going to keep doing that. And right. this is what's paying the bills. But, I, you know, as a musician, you got to kind of reinvent yourself every once in a while to keep it fresh. And go, right. this is uh, something new that I think people want because if they've seen me you know, 3,000 gigs I've played in the last 15 years, they probably, most people that want to see me have seen me, you know, right. at one point or another. And it's be nice to finally give them something that, uh, what they've been asking for. Cause a mm-hmm. lot, it's, it's frustrating to play original music in a bar when people want to hear, you know, Freebird, you know, yeah. it's like, no, I just want to, yeah. I just want to play my songs. And a lot of people ask for that. And, mm-hmm. and those people that ask for it, they really appreciate it. And I, I think there's a lot of people that don't know that I even play mm-hmm. as much uh, original stuff as I do. And it's it been sitting on these albums for a long time, just wanting a venue. So yeah. that's, right. that's the future. That's good. for me. I'm hoping to get, the, get that kicked off this next year after I yeah. get these done. So nice. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, this well, has been so nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. I love these stories. Well, yeah. thank you. I yeah. appreciate you guys having me. It's good to see you again after 20 years. Still in Post Falls. Still in Post Falls. In yeah. the same house. <laughs> well, it's a different house because it's been remodeled. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot. But yeah. anyway, well, uh, it, it's really great to hear your stories. And, yes. And just to hear your obvious love for what you do mm-hmm. is awesome. Enjoy. Well, thanks, yeah. I do love what I do every yeah. day. You know, every day I drive home, I'm like, I, I when I was 15, you don't know if you're making that dis- the right decision. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I knew from day one, this is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. to be able to stick with it this long and have a house that's paid for and, mm-hmm. and cars and everything, it, it's like, I'm not rich, but I'm, I'm happy. You know, that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm very happy. And I go home from work every day going, I can't wait to go to work again. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's awesome. So, that's yeah. great. Great. Make it well, smiles. Thanks. Right. Well, hey. Thanks again. Thanks, Bill. Thank yeah. you. Well, right. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You bet. And I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. And go ride the wave. Yeah. The Allie and Callie Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA. North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.